3: You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big, I mean huge, for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started.
1: At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com.
2: Well, well, well. Hello,
3: everyone, and welcome to the main event, Mark's Podcast. I'm your co-host, the former voice on your radio dial, wrestling enthusiast, collector of wrestling memorabilia, and cat dad, I'm Troy Adams. And your other co-host today, he is a barista, figure hunter, coffee snob, and walking wrestling encyclopedia. He is the Hollywood Nova to my big Stevie cool. He is Greg, what's up, Greg?
0: What's up, my dude?
3: Uh, i I think BWO. Nova said
0: that instead of brother. <laughs> what's up, my dude? I love it. Uh, that was horrible. It was so great.
3: <laughs> the BWO were something, man. uh I I, I like.
0: said about them? But if one gimmick was ever made that didn't re- deserve to make any money, but made a boatload, this is it. <laughs> I yeah. believe that's what he said about them.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard him say similar things about the BWO and and you know, people talking about it was like the most successful comedy gimmick ever. I mean, it depends on what you want to consider comedy, I guess. But the fact that they popped up in WWE for a hot minute was yeah, kinda right. cool. Also, I,
0: I feel like and we'll get into this, I feel like people forget how good of a wrestler Noble was because they were up that Simon Dean crap.
3: Yeah. Which is really not
0: fair to that man because he was so good.
3: I have a Jax figure of Simon Dean. Of course first one on the podcast <laughs> and, and he came with a Simon shakes
0: like who the hell buys a Simon Dean figure
3: <laughs> Apparently some me. your dad
0: bought that randomly for you
3: I think he did I think okay. he did cool. I, I think I think it was a Christmas gift along is I used to get like just boatloads of wrestlers for Christmas but yeah so and Ruthless Aggression Era was a time of gimmicks so I accept
0: uh, my I accept it was a gift or I got it for like three bucks at a dollar store or like I, at a bargain store
3: (laughs) hey that's how i got mojo raleigh (laughs) no offense to mojo but yeah but yeah guys uh today we're covering heatwave 1999 so i'm talking about nova he is on this show our first ecw coverage of the podcast so far
1: buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters
3: And the year nineteen ninety-nine was crazy. There's a lot of news and notes from this time to get into definitely. From the time, man, this this show happened in July of nineteen ninety-nine. The WWF and Jesse Ventura held a press conference to announce that Ventura will be the special guest referee for the main event at SummerSlam nineteen ninety-nine. That's I, I I gotta go back and watch that show, but I just I remember because I was deep into my fandom at this time. I remember that was a huge deal. And people he's were a it, sitting
0: politician, like an upper politician too, or you no, know? not yeah. some like councilman or something.
3: He's the so governor. Yeah, yeah, he's the governor <laughs> of Minnesota at this time. That's why they said it was a huge coup. And up until now, or up until this time, Jesse Ventura had kind of been at odds with the WWF. So this was a big deal just in that respect. But the controversy was they had to figure out, okay, well, what, like, he's going to get paid, but you can't pay a sitting governor for appearances, so where's the money going to go? And they eventually decided on 100% of his paycheck was going to um, uh, charities around Minnesota, which seemed like the obvious thing to do.
0: My my but, guess is he gave it to, like, uh, ex-seals.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I can't remember what charities it was he d- he decided upon. But yeah, it was stuff I around. Like he probably,
0: I probably I feel like he probably picked the military. So
3: yeah, most likely. But yeah, that's uh, that. But that that is only one of many major stories happening. And I I forgot the summer of '99. How like all the big stuff that was happening until I started diving into this. Here's another one. SmackDown is about to start. I'm getting a lot of these news and notes from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, by the way. So and like I said, I from think Uncle i said, Dave. got it. Yeah. Uh, so I said it last week, I believe I, you know, in retrospect, you can see what is 100 percent, you know, made up, what is uh, guessing and what is opinion. And I threw out a lot of that unless it's funny. So I'm trying to stick with the facts here. But I like this where um Uncle Dave said Kevin Kelly and Michael Cole will be the announcers for the new SmackDown show starting next month, which pretty much guarantees that it, it will be the B-Show.
0: Uh, I heard Kevin Kelly and I stopped listening.
3: You and I are vastly different on that. I absolutely love Kevin Kelly. Like, I didn't back here. Also, I, I want to clarify that. I love him in New Japan. but
0: uh, I didn't realize he did New Japan. Well, I mean, I knew he did Ring of Water. I guess it makes sense, but.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the the English commentator for New Japan now that J.R. is gone. So and he he's great because he's like everything we we said about um, Matt Stryker, why we liked him. You know, he's educated. He knows all the moves, blah, blah, blah. That's that's Kevin Kelly. He really got into this role. So I, I think he belongs in New Japan. But as far as American wrestling, meh. Here's another big story from the time. Uh, it appears that Sable's lawsuit against the WWF is on the verge of being settled. The $140 million lawsuit is mostly an attempt for Rena Merrow to get the rights to the name Sable and not to have to give up uh, a cut of her $850,000 Playboy deal, which she negotiated herself instead of going through the WWF, which was against the terms of her contract. Last week a judge in Hartford, Connecticut ruled that WWF owned the rights to the name Sable. Well, duh.
0: Like this was argue just,
3: that <laughs> this apparently Rena Merrow was arguing that. This was stupid. Like like Bruce Pritchard talked about this on his show. He said, We put her on TV for the first time ever. We got her into Playboy. We gave her the name. We made her a superstar how in any universe does she think she owns her name
0: i mean mark hamill doesn't own luke skywalker i'm pretty sure
3: hey i made <laughs> you don't luke just skywalker
0: get to own it you don't get to own it just cuz you you know nailed the part <clears throat> and i use that loosely yeah
3: well and you got to think like um you know with, it, with stuff stuff like that like we we're, we're seeing it today everybody who used the wwe if you did not come in with that name you do not get to leave with that name. The uh, and I think
0: that's very fair.
3: Yeah. I mean, if they're, the WWE... Yeah. Right. If you come up with it, you get to keep it. And, I mean, I see, you know, because like, people like Jim Cornette argue about that point because of the way the territory systems were. He said, why would you not want them to go somewhere else? If, if they can't get over with you, go somewhere else, get over with that name, and then bring them back, and then people already know them, by name identity. Because
0: there's no guarantee they're going to come back, though. With that.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's that's my thing.
0: That's a huge gamble.
3: Yeah. I get and, it,
0: though. He's not wrong.
3: Yeah. And in the territory systems, that was more of a thing. And in the territory systems, they nine times out of ten, a territory was not going to give you your gimmick, your look, and all that stuff. They were kind of like, you know, they might help you along, but that was kind of up for you to do. So it's very, very different. Here's something you might have some insight into what happened. Ken Shamrock is expected to take a year off from the WWF soon to jump back into the UFC. Was it rotten was here around that time he did
0: that? Yeah. He did go back too, and I think he sucked.
3: Do you remember like any fights off the top of your head around this time that he jumped into?
0: I do know that when he went back to MMA and he started that feud with Petito, it wasn't just him, though, it was the whole lion's den. He ended up fighting him three times, but it wasn't, like, right after this?
3: Yeah. I remember one fight of his specifically, and it was, like, way after this. But one fight specifically where I was super amped for it. I was a big Shamrock fan from his time in the WWF. Uh, Didn't really care about Tito too much. And right out the gate, they're squaring off. He goes, (laughs) Shamrock goes for a high kick, falls on his ass, and Tito cremates him. That was (laughs) embarrassing.
0: It was about three years after. I'm looking at the timeline yeah. now. It looks like his first fight was in May 1st, 2000, at Pride. He won.
3: Oh, wow. With Pride, that's one of them. It's like, did he win, or did they say he was going to win?
0: <laughs> and then he went on a five-loss uh, skid.
3: Oh, man.
0: Losing Came back. twice. Rich Franklin. Uh, Sakuraba.
3: <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, these aren't terrible names to lose to, but for Pete's sake, dude, you no, left the I mean, WWF the old Shamrock and
0: his prime should have not lost or at least been in it, you know?
3: Right. Well, some other people leaving the WWF around this time, these first two names we're not going to cry over. Nicole Bass and Ryan Shamrock have left, uh, along with... Oh, no, uh, not
0: Ryan Shamrock.
3: <laughs> and Gold Dust is also gone. Bass has been saying that she could make $20,000 a month by doing, quote, apartment wrestling, which is basically fetish sex things with guys who want to watch women overpower men. Why do you know what that <sighs> is? It was in the article. Mm-hmm. So that, um, <laughs> no offense. I know she's dead and I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but it's like, if I was going to watch that, it wouldn't be Nicole Bass. So, I, I'm just saying. I don't understand but, why this is even a thing. I don't know. People are weird, Greg. So, we know a few weird people. But I'll leave that alone. Um. Uh, Wow.
0: Was this like, a, uh, did it say, you know, I'm assuming you know, wink, wink. Was it like a pay site or was it on TV? Was it some Howard Stern crap? What? From, from everything,
3: because they talked about this a little bit on Pritchard's podcast, but apparently from what was understood was men would pay her to come to their apartment and do this. She would record it <laughs> and then she would put it online on a paid site. So she'd make double the cash.
0: Like, I I, want to just ease up on laughing because I know she passed away. But good Lord.
3: Yeah. Well, and and Bruce was like, well, we weren't exactly sad to see her go. And then we were like, man, we're not willing to pay you anywhere near that amount of money. So go make your money. Ryan Shamrock, she left because she just didn't want to sign a long term contract because she's only 20 and she didn't want to be locked down. And then Goldust has been out with a back injury for a while, and also he and Terry Runnels are going through a real life divorce at this time. So a lot of a lot of stuff for Goldust. He's about to pop up in WCW if I remember correctly. As, yeah, he's uh, seven. Yeah, he was going to be seven for literally what a couple weeks. I, I'm including vignettes on screen time actually in the arena. He was seven for about five minutes. And then
0: <laughs> and that's the entrance right there. That's it. Yeah. Which
3: by all intents and purposes was awesome. And I was hyped that if I was watching at the time, I would have been amped, but
0: I, I remember them. Ah, uh, God, I hate saying this, but it felt like they were making like, uh, okay. Obviously it was like the boogeyman, but he looked kind of like pedo ish. I'm sorry <laughs> to say was, that, but he was like, watching was little kids. he was watching little kids from the damn bedroom window.
3: Yeah, that was it was like it was supposed to be like a boogeyman type thing. Uh, eh, yeah, that was the the problem was people wrote in and they were like complaining. They were saying he's watching little kids from the bedroom window while they sleep. It's creepy. So I don't know. I think he was supposed to be like a like a Freddy Krueger type, you know, whatever. But yeah, I, just, I hope I the know.
0: kids have been yet. One of them was his own kid, you know,
3: <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> But, I hope yeah, that so, doesn't
0: sound wrong, but I just hope it like, was his own kid so he's not watching some stranger's kids.
3: Well, it's not like these were rando kids that they were like, all right, we're going to shoot this gorilla style where you're going to walk up to a, a random house and peek <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. If that was the major problem, they eventually went to the the nat- or uh, the nightmare, the American nightmare, I think, Dustin Rhodes. Wasn't that his name at the time?
0: Probably. It sounds like they used that for all of Dusty's kids. So Yeah. The Although, WWE... Cody went hard with it, though. He got it actually branded on him, so...
3: Oh, gosh, I know. That hideous frickin' neck tattoo. Like, why? You, it, like, just, ugh. uh, Brandy You literally just... have
0: that as face paint. Have you never seen Sting? Like, you can yeah. paint on your neck.
3: Yep, I know. The WWF has been doing Millennium Countdown Clock on TV, and the countdown should end on August 9th during Raw, which is also the night that Chris Jericho is expected to debut... So that's most likely what's going to what it's going to lead to.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, that never went anywhere, and nothing ever happened. So,
0: look, when I was a kid and I saw that, I didn't look at the time like how much was left. I literally thought I was counting down to the year. Yeah. <laughs> and then looking yeah. at the time as it got closer, I'm like, oh, it's getting lower and lower. And then I started piecing it together.
3: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were saying, saying they were like, "This is a random time to have a countdown clock." For pe- for, for people that don't know. Like in 99, by the way, if you can't put yourself back in this time, if you're too young, because you got to think, Greg, people born in the year 2000 are 20 years old right now. Yeah. Blows much. my mind. Yeah. So some people were Thank, either too thanks young. Thanks for
0: my age, you jerk.
3: <laughs> well, me too. Some people were either too young to remember, uh, weren't alive, or they just, uh, you know, it slipped their mind. But seriously... The the year ninety nine was a big deal for a lot of people. As far as like, you know, the 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 Y two K bug was a was was real to people. Like they thought that we were going to hit the year two thousand. Computers were going to malfunction because uh, they wouldn't know how to compute. Planes were going to fall out of the sky. I mean, just <laughs> like it was going to be Mad Max out
0: there. I was fifteen years old. I didn't buy into any of that. I just yeah, I laughed I thought
3: it was, so hard. I mean. There was a part of me going, what's going to happen? But at the same time, I was like, this is kind of stupid. I don't know. Uh, here's something that's you know going to bear a lot of fruit in the future. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. It really will. Uh, Jim Cornette is now helping to run Ohio Valley Wrestling in Louisville. Uh, for those of you that don't live in the Kentucky area, it's pronounced Louisville, not Louisville. The plan is for it to be the step 1 of development ter- or a step 1 development territory for the WWF. It's actually kind of the second step because if I remember correctly, they would go to Deep South and then if they did well in Deep South wrestling then they would graduate to Ohio Valley wrestling and then if they did well there they got called up. So, uh yeah, there's uh the beginnings of uh, OVW man and we know in a few years That's going to produce a lot of big, big stars like Randall Keith Orton, Jonathan Cena, and David Batista, who never went on. And the Bashams. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Them.
0: (laughs) I couldn't resist, sorry.
3: Hey, it also produced uh, Santino Morella, The Spirit Squad, and The Boogeyman.
0: The Spirit Squad had Dolph, so there's that.
3: I like how he's the only one out of that giant group of guys that did anything noteworthy. <sighs> but anyway, here's a goofy story. Jerry Waller announced that he is officially, or he announced uh, this month, he is officially running for the mayor of Memphis. By, and uh, he already had his first scandal within the week.
0: <laughs> Shocker.
3: <laughs> Two groups... The uh, the League of Women Voters and the National Organization of Women have both complained about Lawler's website <laughs> because it has a bunch of risque photos of his valet and real life girlfriend, Stacy Carter.
0: <sighs> Show of hands, you shocked? It was a bunch of women.
3: Yep, uh, oh, man, we got we got the the League of Karen voters out there. <laughs> I wish Karen was a term back in back in this era. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the yeah. WWF, I And feel, the, the logo of Karen
0: would just be a picture of Bailey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good lord. But yeah, so that's the king. If you want to know, he did not win. He did not win. So there's that. But In somebody,
0: the 80s, he would have. I just think that, you know, people yeah. stopped loving him just because he's like a wrestler.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, and uh, somebody who did win uh, a mayoral seat in that same state later on was a man who he helped to train. Glenn Jacobs. So there's uh, that. guy
0: who electrocuted Shane McMahon's
3: testicles? No, Greg, the evil dentist. I'm sorry,
0: my mistake. I get them yeah. confused.
3: You shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> King of the Ring is officially in the books, and it was the WWF's first pay per view since the ill fated Over the Edge, where Owen Hart unfortunately passed away. You can see all about that on Dark Side of the Ring, which we plugged heavily last week. Kurt Angle,
0: like heavily dark- every week, actually.
3: Yeah, Kurt Angle worked a dark match for that show, uh, King of the Ring. By the way, there was no ceremony after Billy Gunn won the tournament. He just sort of went to the back, and the next match started. Do you remember that? I don't
0: that? Even think he ever wore a crown. Not yeah, I do remember that. I don't think he ever wore a crown either.
3: No, he just got new trunks where all the kisses had little crowns on them. You remember that? Uh,
0: I don't mean on that specifically, but. And then he became. A butt I do remember this jokes. being, you know, saying ill-fated, the most ill-fated king of the ring ever, like, yeah. as far as the winner goes.
3: Right. Well, I mean, it became a joke the very next year when Edge said he wasn't going to Billy Gun it up, or or two <laughs> two years later I he
0: think. ended up he ended up like having a mini few with him over that too. He said, "You're like a vacuum cleaner, you suck and blow," <laughs> and uh, I we love can that. edit this if I can't say it. But he also called he also got a chant going, called, calling him Billy J. Bakes. I uh, I remember that. <laughs> that's so, if you're doing the math here, he probably got more over from that than winning the King of the Ring. <laughs>
3: that's I'm just saying. pathetic, yeah. <laughs> uh, and considering the show ended up going off air about 20 plus minutes early, Uncle Dave isn't sure why the show felt so rushed. Probably because it sucked. And <laughs> they just wanted to move the hell on. However. Was it
0: The was it Rock and Undertaker the main event?
3: I think. I don't remember. I mean, I how do remember. you go
0: wrong with that main event? What? Uh,
3: hell if I know. WWF's King of the Ring pay-per-view, however, did do a 1.13 buy rate. Uh, for those of you out there, that's really good. Uh, which is almost it's triple. Because The Rock
0: was in the main event. There you go.
3: Yeah. Well, it is almost triple the buy rate of what the most recent WCW pay-per-view did, which was Great American Bash. Oh man. Speaking of uh, and
0: That's a, that's a marquee WCW event too.
3: Yeah, it was always a, it was always a tentpole event. Another tentpole event that just wrapped up for WCW. Bash at the beach is in the books and it wasn't great. Uncle Dave doesn't understand where the company's head is at. Totally incompetent booking. Matches that didn't even sound good on paper that were even worse live. Stipulations that were never fully explained and, in one case, totally ignored. And finally, a ridiculously brutal hardcore battle royal that cost more than $100,000 to produce and it was barely hyped in the weeks before the show. And it was so poorly lit that you could barely see what was happening anyway anyway and it still led to several wrestlers being injured for no good reason. The Hardcore Battle Royal was filmed at the junkyard about 40 minutes from the arena. Goldberg also was not at the show, but the crowd spent the whole night chanting for him, and he was by far the most over-person in the crowd. Bad matches, bad finishes, bad booking, etc. I remember okay, that so show. what I
0: just heard is they want us to review this. That's what I just heard.
3: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Especially that damn battle royal, man. That, not to give away spoilers here, but seriously, uh, Fit Finley won the first hardcore championship there, and it was a trophy. It wasn't even a belt championship, pal. Damn it! Uh, but it was a damn trophy at the time.
0: So I you remember kill- this. Didn't somebody like legit puncture like, damn near puncture a artery climbing over a fence? I, I want to say it was Brian Knobs. Uh, he might have. Somebody, damn near, I somebody think- almost punctured an artery. I remember that.
3: Yeah, I think I think Bam Bam got hurt. I think i I'm pretty sure Raven got hurt.
0: It was it was bad. Raven got hurt the moment he signed his contract.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Greg, he got paid. Who's that. Uh WCW's upcoming Road Wild pay-per-view next month will likely be the last pay-per-view in Sturgis at this at the motorcycle rally. Thank God.
0: Yeah, but there's only one August pay per view left where they go under. So what difference does it make? <laughs>
3: uh, well, no this this was in '99, so they yeah, added, right. And well, yeah. in
0: 2000, would be the last August one, which was New Blood Rising. So what the hell is it with that month in pay per views? They just it, it, they were like, sucked that
3: month. I know they're like, look, WWF is going to do SummerSlam, which is one of their tentpole events. We're just going to give up this month. <laughs> Kind of that way in uh, April, May too, right? When it's like, "Hey, WrestleMania is going on. We're just going to give up, throw uncensored out there." What's,
0: what's the? Well, that's March. April is Spring Stampede, which has never been that great. So yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I I remember uncensored was always going on around the same time as WrestleMania. That was kind of like well, either, there.
0: There was times where WrestleMania was in mid March, late March. So yeah, it was always yeah. one of the other. So
3: right. So they were kind of like, eh, let's give up, throw in the towel, let him have this one. Uh, We'll give him in
0: October with Halloween Havoc, and that's it.
3: Continuing the downward slide down down the poop shoot for WCW, Dennis Rodman, who recently signed a WCW contract, was supposed to appear at the Georgia Dome Nitro, but he called beforehand and backed out. He also no-showed a photo shoot for WCW Magazine. Off to a good start, I would say. I've seen
0: nothing out of the ordinary from Rodman, but
3: yeah, although he used to skip things to go to WCW, not the other way around. So here, here's some more stupidity. Master P is reportedly getting $200,000 for, appear- for an appearance on Nitro.
0: <sighs> not even in his heyday was he like an amazing rapper. I don't listen to that music, but I can tell you that. Well, I'm pretty well, sure he was never the rapper.
3: He was hot f- for like a like around this time because he he came out with a song called make them say uh and he had like a real big hit album okay was, but
0: again i want to stand my ground and say just because you have a hit song doesn't mean you were hot
3: he made a lot of money he was great entrepreneur i'll say that he was like what jay-z ended up becoming like as far as entrepreneurship. Oh, I'm, yeah, i'm sure but, he
0: was we're just but, talking but, strictly about yeah career. <clears clears throat>
3: Yeah, well, they 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 signed. That was the big thing. Was he was very hot at the time because of that album specifically. But past that, yeah, I don't know. Uh,
0: But they would. uh, But he signing him would make Brad Armstrong a star.
3: Yeah, sure.
0: I don't want to. He's the one that passed, right?
3: He is. Yeah.
0: I don't want to bury the deceased, but he was a career jobber.
3: Right. He was. Yeah. I mean, no, no bones about it. He was fan. He was fantastic in the ring, but that's well, I think that's why stopped. he was a
0: jobber to get you know,
3: yeah, guys ready. The man which of a thousand definitely gimmicks.
0: serves a purpose. So you know, good for him.
3: For those of you who want to know who Brad Armstrong was, he was obviously you know he wrestled under his own name a few times. He was Buzzkill in the later years of WCW. He was uh, Fantasia, Bad Street, Arachnaman, the Goddamn Candyman. Uh, You know, he he had a million and a half gimmicks, so there's And then they
0: just called him B.A. with the No Limit oh, Soldiers. God.
3: Yeah, there's that. More ridiculous amounts of money going out the window for WC- WCW. Goldberg's newly renegotiated contract is for $1.5 million per year. Something tells me he wasn't hurting for cash. Also, WCW is paying the band KISS $500,000 to perform on an episode of Nitro next month. On top of that, they will be introducing a new wrestler named The Kiss Demon. Dave says to re- <laughs> Uncle Dave Sorry. says to, re-
0: to I'm remember just t- about it.
3: Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk about him someday. But Uncle Dave says to remember this gimmick because it's destined to be remembered alongside Oz and the Ding-Dongs as far as utterly stupid gimmick ideas go. And
0: okay, I'm not going to say all that because I think on the surface, I think on the surface, when you want to model a character after Kiss, Uh like them or not, they are a very known and successful band. And I will say this: I thought the demon looked cool. Yeah, I'm not going to say that anything else other than that. But right, yeah, it was clearly never going to work.
3: No, hell, no. Uh, some other signings uh, signings around this time. Shane Douglas is signed with WCW, and the Insane Clown Posse will be starting with WCW soon. So, if you know anything about the timeline, that's kind of where we are <laughs> now. Well, getting horrible,
0: into- man. Hell yeah!
3: I honestly didn't hate all that. That was like one of my least hated things around that time. Not saying it was I great. I loved
0: the Great Muda, so whatever he did, I was usually for. So that was about it.
3: I liked the use of Vampiro at the time too. I thought it gave him something.
0: Play his music.
3: God. Uh, Getting into the ECW stuff here. Scott Hall showed up at an ECW show in Florida, which was held in a small venue with a bar. I'm just going to leave that one alone. Say say
0: no more. We're done.
3: (laughs) Hall (laughs) Hall hung out at the bar for most of the show, and the crowd spent much of the time chanting for him, to the point where it distracted from the matches. Bubba Ray Dudley... Shocker got on the mic and basically said, "Shouldn't you be at a WCW pay per view right now? Because this was happening the same night as Bash to the Beach." Wow, <sighs> man. Oh. Here's something was
0: he on TV, by the way. Like at that event, or he said it was a house show.
3: Uh, it was. A, it was a house show. He did make oh, an okay. appearance one time, one or once or twice. He showed up in ECW, actually on TV. He yeah, came I out remember to... that.
0: I just meant right here.
3: Right, yeah, no, not here. Here's some less, you know, funny news. Not not really anything to, uh, to, you know, joke about here. But Rob Van Dam's wife at the time, Sonia, is still hospitalized in Orlando after a jet ski accident last week. And it's believed that it may be a year before she'll ever be able to walk again. She was injured when her RVD and Sabu were riding jet skis and she crashed. She underwent three surgeries in just one week, including one to put a steel rod into her femur and a steel plate below her knee. ECW acknowledged the accident during the heatwave pay-per-view we're about to talk about, and even showed a fan in the crowd with a sign that said "Get Well, Sonia." So, if
0: you're at all involved in pro wrestling, stay away from water sports. Apparently, it damn near kills you.
3: Yeah, Isn't right. the same
0: thing happened to Brutus Beefcake.
3: Yeah. His was during a, uh, not jet ski. Uh, what was it? Parrot? Oh, par- no, Paris- Yeah. Parasailing customer. or yeah, it was where he's getting pulled by the boat. So yeah. And, and, and you fly in the air getting pulled by the boat. Yeah. So, and I think when he was coming down, like another woman on one or on a jet ski or something like that crash right into his face and literally caved it in, they said they had to reconstruct his face from scratch because she hit him so hard, it turned his bone to, like, dust. So there was nothing to reconstruct. Man, we you know, we can joke about Brutus, but that was that was bad, man. They honestly didn't think he was going to live. The ECW on TNN deal is officially, or finally official. It was announced last week that it, was, it would premiere on August 27th. That was heavily uh, hyped up on this pay-per-view, by the way. TNN, which would later go on to uh, host Raw, they would kick off ECW, which would be their death nail, and they would pick up Monday Night Raw. So,
0: literally a year later.
3: Yeah, yeah, this was a big deal for WCW, or excuse me, ECW, because TNN, the national Network, whatever you want to call it, was nationwide. It was a big network at the time. And it would later go on to turn into Spike TV, which would later turn into the Paramount Network. Uh, So it went through a lot of changes. But at the time, it was a big deal. And, uh, yeah, they kind of – they used ECW as kind of a bargaining chip to eventually get Raw. From the the way it was explained was um, they said, we're picking up Monday Night Raw. And Paul Heyman went, well, you can't have two – Uh, wrestling promotions on you know competing wrestling promotions on one network and they they basically told them you're right we can't
1: so yeah buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters redfin agents can help they'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into they'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732.
3: Anyway, man, uh, getting into the pay per view itself, Heat Wave nineteen ninety nine, man, took place July eighteenth nineteen ninety nine from the Hera Arena,
0: and yeah, Dayton.
3: Uh, the <laughs> I was going to see how
0: long we took to do it, but
3: <laughs> right out the gate, uh, the attendance was thirty seven hundred people. The pay per view buy rate was only an 0.26, point twenty six, which meant ninety nine thousand buys. Which for ECW, let's be on-
0: yeah, I say, like, let's be honest, that's
3: pretty good. Yeah, for for ECW, that's fairly respectable. Little known fact about this event: Chris Spalding, or uh, or excuse me, Chris Spradlin, better known as Chris Hero or Cassius Ono, he was in attendance for this event because he's from yeah Dayton, and he can be seen during the Bubba Ray Dudley promo. I I didn't look for him; I didn't know until after the fact. But yeah, nice little tidbit. After Taz cuts a fairly serious promo to start the show. Um, we go into a montage of short promos where the talking is almost completely drowned out by loud beach music.
0: Good lord! I was, my first note is why are they playing this stupid music, and why is that all I can hear?
3: I know I couldn't I couldn't hardly make out anybody and uh, what they were saying. So this was this was bad. My favorite promo came from Roadkill. Who just said chickens?
0: Uh, I gotta ask. By the way, the the RVD part. I feel like the camera walked in on him and and Bill Alfonso doing stuff inappropriately. I just what the hell? like go back and watch it. They just walk in all of a sudden. Bill Alfonso's like like close to the ground. Pops up. Oh, there's a camera here. What the I hell? Just, I'm gonna leave that alone.
3: <laughs> Good lord. Uh,
0: Hey, now there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that's what it looked like.
3: Well, they set the tone for what they would and not would and would not be editing out of the show on the network by the way, when RVD drops the F-bomb and they don't believe
0: yeah. it. So... That is probably but, the most tame thing we get, by the way. Anyways.
3: Oh, absolutely. But in case we didn't know that the Dudley boys were the bad guys, by the way, they're wearing white ball caps that say heels. <laughs> I mean, they were North Carolina Tar Heels hats, but still these wink, promos wink. Li- these promos literally go on for five minutes to open the show and like i said rvd drops the f-bomb to close it all out the show is being held at the hera arena which makes me think of many wcw shows that were there in the past uh in the years I, since
0: oh go ahead i gotta ask was is this a bigger you would know is this a big arena like is it like no it's it's, it's, not. it's okay it's fairly mid size. Because I've but heard of it, I've seen it on TV. I just, you know, can't picture the seats in my head, and I'm like, was this a huge show for them?
3: Um, I think at most it held ten thousand people.
0: Oh, that's that's it, sizable.
3: I mean, well, and I might be pushing it. I mean, I gotta look it up, but it, it's it's the biggest thing we had in Dayton at the time, because uh, the the Nutter Center wasn't really a thing. But yeah, well, I think it, it
0: was, but I think it was WWE's thing, right?
3: Mm nah, I because the King of ninety
0: three was there, so
3: <laughs> oh okay, well yeah, uh, so WCW and ECW went there. It was a fifty fifty five hundred seat uh venue, so okay,
0: that makes more sense.
3: Yeah, so it, it 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 wasn't very big. Um, they could sell it out fairly easy. Uh, most places anyway. So it's you know it is that's that's what it was. Uh, it got ripped up in a when tornadoes tore through Dayton. On uh, the last uh, couple of years, uh, but I think they rebuilt it, or they were talking about rebuilding it, and to which I said, why? There was literally nothing going on at that arena for years before the tornado hit it. The tornado is it landmark, was the only... Or? I, I mean, it's not considered one, but, it is it was a bad joke, but, like, the tornado was the only thing to fill up that arena in a long time, so it's...
0: It I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> wow. Well, um, and
3: I went into the box office one time to buy tickets for something that was not being held at the Hair Arena. The the tickets were just being sold there. But I walked in, it kind of smelled like cat pee. So, <laughs> ah, I was like... Ah. Well, it could be like
0: the cow pals smell like rodeo, like cow dung. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there is that. Got to look at the bright side, Greg. Ah, but the show starts out, man. You want to start off hot? Danny Doring and Roadkill come out with the future Lita, who is nameless at this time. And when Doring gets on the mic, he gets met with "Shut the f up!" Chance. So, you know, the crowd's starting off right away. When when Doring was inter was introducing the woman who would eventually be named Angelica as a pure woman, Joey Styles laughs uncontrollably, and the crowd chants, yeah. "She's got herpes." Yeah. <laughs> That's the amount of class we have here, people.
0: <sighs> I also play- want to point out uh at some point in this match, Joy Styles calls her Lolita. Which is yes. like
3: Yes. Yeah, I was like, don't tell me that's where they got the name Lita. Uh,
0: I, I just I'm just gonna say it was a horrible, horrible coincidence.
3: Yeah, probably. Uh Doring then proposes to her and the crowd can't <clears throat> And the, the crowd chants the ever-popular She's a crack whore.
0: The ever-popular ECW chant, I gotta point out. <laughs>
3: yes, yeah. Uh, he ends the promo by slipping a condom, which was under Roadkill's hat, onto Angelica's finger like a ring. What the That's F? class. Yeah, what, did, what did I just watch here? I did, however, laugh when he called himself the Danaconda. I thought that was clever. But yeah, this match was Danny Doring and Roadkill with the future Angelica versus Chris Chetty and Nova. It went for seven minutes, three seconds, a hot start to the card. Pardon the pun. Uh, In mid-match, Chris Chetty calls for a dance break and they play music and have a light show while he dances. Angelica then gets in for some reason and starts dancing with him. Nova gets mad about all this. Ducks a slap from Angelica and she accidentally slaps Chetty. And then Chetty hits her with the Amityville Horror, which is basically a cradle shock, but he doesn't cradle her. Uh, The match ends with Nova and Chetty hitting a tidal wave, which was a splash and leg drop combo off the top rope. On to Roadkill for the win. Uncle Dave and I, by the way, I said this to you off air, I'm going to preface this. I'm rating this on the ECW scale, not the everybody else scale.
0: So you got to, you got to, it's almost like grading on a curve. Right,
3: right uh uncle dave and i both gave this two stars what say you
0: i really like this match i i thought it was like almost a three but then i was like it was some cringing parts so i said two but i thought it was a really good opener
3: right um
0: when i I was a kid watching this i feel if i remember right i think i liked roadkill for some reason i think it's just because it was dumb look yeah also it's it, real quick he gets a bad rap because he looks he looks stupid his name's is roadkill but man he is not that bad a wrestler absolutely point not. that out uh yeah
3: no he he was pretty good and he's and got he had some a crap he had a i thought he had a a gimmick hey we remember the gimmick okay yeah it's That's stupid true. but we remember it
0: i'm um, going on the limit say he's the only amish gimmick in wrestling history
3: um uh, most Don't likely me yeah on that. <laughs> right yeah, most likely, and 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 he only ever said chickens. People loved him. He was a good wrestler. He was only 22 years old when this match happened. Think about that. Look at him. Does he
0: look 22? Well, to be fair, he's got the scraggly beard and the hat on. You can barely see his face. And, yeah. yeah,
3: but still, I'm I'm like, yeah. <laughs> damn, that's a hoss for 22. Uh, after the match, a uh, replay is shown from ECW TV where Taz shows respect to Tajiri. Uh, they got interrupted by Steve Carino and an injured Jack Victory, who verbally trashed Taz. Uh, by the way, I never knew Steve Carino looked like this. I was like, "What the hell?" Do you remember yeah. this era? I do. Yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Very, very young for for the Japanese fans. Uh, a chibi uh, Steve Carino here, uh, but. They come out, and Taz challenges Carino and Victory to a tag match against him and Tajiri, but Tajiri takes Taz out with repeated buzzsaw kicks. Perino and Victory then pay Tajiri for doing that. And miraculously, Victory, who has his leg all, like, wrapped up, and he's in a wheelchair, now he can walk. It's a miracle! It's a miracle! Brother has the... healed you! <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Do you
0: I was going to say two weeks in a row, also for Jack Victory mentions, isn't it? Did we even talk about him? Yes. Last? Yeah, we did twice. Yeah, he gets around. Yeah, he does.
3: That's why I laughed when I saw him on this show. I'm like, <laughs> Jack freaking Victory. But anyway, uh, next match, man. Like we alluded to earlier, it's Jason versus Jazz. This match went on for six and a half minutes. Jason's nickname should have been not Buff Bagwell.
0: Uh, that was my first note. I'm like, good lord, is he Buff-, Buff Bagwell much?
3: Right. He looks like him. He's tan like him. He does the same poses. He should have done the overhead clap. <laughs> uh, his his nickname, my, uh, by the way, is the sexiest uh, cut, cut. man on earth, Jason.
0: Yeah, and then uh he gives you hives. He goes scratch me. I'm getting hives, I'm getting hives. <laughs> he
3: uh he his, he always ragged on Jason. Uh I will say this. I absolutely hate intergender matches and I know that's not going to sit well with a lot of listeners, but I don't care. It's just my opinion.
0: Uh, you I just, hate you just you just uh got rid of the entire Impact listeners then.
3: <laughs> oh no. Impact all five of them. Uh and I'm talking about their viewing audience by the way. Anyway, um but I absolutely hate intergender wrestling matches, but I do feel that if you have if one has to be done, this is the way to do them. I One of my actually, notes
0: for the end, uh, he said, "I can't believe how much I enjoyed this match."
3: I know it was believable. I, it was, <laughs> it was good. It, well, as good as it could be. Uh, no, I
0: thought it was actually good. I really did. Yeah. I, not just for them. I'm, I was pleased to see no. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to be easy. I'm going to be careful here. No breast fondling, like yeah, you know, like, the, to make, like oh, it's a man and woman, so he's got to do that, or grabbing her butt or something. Like none of that.
3: Yeah, he was, was just nothing sexual flat out, getting it. his ass
0: kicked. <laughs> and yep,
3: yeah, and they I thought it was.
0: So I forgot how good oh, Jazz was, by the way. Oh,
3: same here. And he wasn't hauling off and punching her in the face and stuff like that too. You know, he was just doing wrestling moves. You know, and uh, there is one spot where Jazz puts a chair over Jason's junk in the corner <laughs> and slams another chair on top of it. To which Joey, I believe,
0: Styles this is the the early days of the concerto. I can, I believe, probably.
3: Well, this is the spot where uh, Joey Styles says he's the sexiest eunuch on earth.
0: Wow. Uh, One end- of my favorite lines from him, by the way, this match was, I forget, I forget the exact move, but like Jason hit her and then uh, hit he, he had jazz pronouns, pal. And uh, Joey's like, wow, I guess chivalry is dead. <laughs> Just, yeah. I don't know why I laughed so damn hard at that. <laughs>
3: Well, the end comes when Jason attempts to powerbomb onto a chair, but Jazz lands on her feet and nails the... Is it the Jazz Singer or the Jazz Stinger? I couldn't understand. Stinger, okay. The Jazz Stinger, which is a face buster, on the chair for the pinfall victory. The victory then led Jazz to be the first woman to win a match on an ECW pay-per-view ever. So, history, pal. Uncle Dave was pretty harsh on this. He gave it three-fourths of a star. I gave it a, a star and a half. What say you,
0: I gave it two stars, yeah, I thought it w- I thought it was really fun, yeah
3: i didn't I did not hate it, I didn't fast forward through it 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 was only six and a half minutes. Good crap, pal,
0: also, uh, I got to point out, uh this also was another reminder that rules do not matter in e c w because chairs got involved, hey if I'm wrong, but I don't think they call this a new d q match, so
3: now, nah, I think every match is kind of like extreme rules, whatever. Up next, uh, Joey Styles is joined by Cyrus the Virus, who says, quote, character development at the network, loves how Joey is coming along, and they love his new catchphrase. He's like, <laughs> what is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Joey, uh, Joey looks at him and says, I don't understand why Vince fired your ass.
0: I got to admit, when he said <laughs> that, I lost it, dude. I, yeah. I lost my <laughs> crap.
3: It was... that was that was funny uh cyrus by the way i like i uh, i've heard he rubs some people the wrong way but he was great he was freaking awesome at commentary and i think he was a great manager i don't understand why he didn't have more of a run in a bigger company
0: What i don't know I, i just i think that um you play like i use like an amazing heel like you want to hit him so hard yeah. like as a person i want to, god i want to hit him in the face I'm like well there you and, go
3: and he was like i don't want to say he was better than jerry lawler but he was like at a, at his peak but he like he, he was that heel where it's like you laughed your ass off when he was on commentary but you still were like you little turd like and you wanted to smack him
0: i i agree i also think that it goes in him and joey styles paired well because i a little i've heard of him in impact like on clips on youtube yeah i don't think he's that great anymore but i think because of styles being with them he was perfect who did he same thing i say with byron saxton i think he works perfectly with cory graves yeah they have a good little
3: back and forth uh who did he pair with in, in impact
0: right now i think he's with um uh, josh matthews, matthews isn't
3: it? yeah okay blah
0: no Matthew sucks as as well so it's like
3: I was gonna say I mean to be fair Joe uh, Joe Matthews or Josh Matthews sorry Josh Matthews effing sucks so he's that's not really saying much that you know he's not as good but yeah this next match man was my favorite match of of the cards so far uh it was little Guido with Sal E Graziano uh taking on super crazy the match went for 12 and a half minutes this match was great, but I think it made Guido kind of look really weak, and it made Super Crazy look like Superman. After crap tons of interference and near falls, Super Crazy finally hits the straight jacket powerbomb into a cover for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave this three stars. What say you?
0: I gave it three, but one of the things I said was it's your typical crazy uh, Guido train wreck match. Yeah. I said if uh, I said if you've seen one you've seen them all and I really believe that. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. But man they they wrestle enough. Like you've seen one you've seen them all trust me.
3: I thought this was a really good match but my my biggest bone of contention was like I said it made Guido look really weak and it made Super Crazy look like an unstoppable force cuz they hit Super Crazy with everything but the kitchen sink. He got flattened by you know they they said he was 600 pounds, but I mean it's probably not far off, but he—he he was a large human, was a uh, S- big Sal. Like he crushed him. I don't know how many times Guido hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, and he still kept kicking out. I'm like, dude, when is how would it be ever be believable ever again for none? Er, I almost called him Nunzio, Guido, whatever you want to call him, to ever beat anybody after this.
0: I also think you <laughs> got to add into to this whole thing. Uh, ECW referees fast counts. <laughs> Yeah,
3: (laughs) right. (sighs) Good Lord. Well, I don't think they sprung for great refs in ECW, but
0: I don't know. I'm not going to say it was the refs. I think that's just how it was because they were all like that.
3: Yeah, maybe that's how they were told to do it. I don't know. Joey Styles and Cyrus. Here's the point of the show where they announced that beginning on August 27th, ECW will be on the Nashville Network every Friday at 8 p.m. We already talked about all that.
0: I, one takeaway from this is like, I feel like Cyrus implied that 80 million homes get this network and every single one of them was going to watch ECW. <laughs> That's what it felt like. He said to me, Is it 80 million homes. They're all going to be watching ECW. I'm like, no.
3: Oh my gosh. Be, yeah. Be lucky I, to
0: get a tent to that.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they were hoping for the best.
0: And then they should, I'm not knocking that. I'm just, you know. The way he played it up.
3: Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of being played up, man, this next thing on the show is the thing on the show.
0: Be that... very, very careful
2: with this.
3: <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. I, I'm not going to be sensitive about this, or as sensitive as I can be, but it's got to be talked about. My biggest shock was they didn't edit a, sin- a split second of this off of the network at all. It was in its entirety not bleeped complete for everybody to see and you'll see why I, I'm prefacing that here in a second this was the thing that was the most talked about back back when it was just YouTube for all this YouTube and daily motion everybody and their brother told me dude or, or they'd ask me have you seen the Bubba Ray promo in Dayton and I said no and they said you gotta YouTube it check it out just just go listen and I'm like okay and I was blown away and i'm still blown away rewatching it the dudley boys come out with sign guy dudley and joel gertner gertner by the way has bandages all over his face because he got a fireball thrown at him like a month ago whatever and joey styles is talking about it. it's like it barely grazed him he's not hurt he's just wearing bandages because he's an idiot but they nearly start a riot in dayton with this promo uh, it's, I mean, Devon starts off hot with, we're going to need all of you in this trash city to shut the F up, and then Bubba takes it from there, man. It involves a lot of cursing, a lot of gay slurs, and tons of gross sexual remarks about women in the crowd. I'm not going to repeat any of it, just go check it out. Cyrus is making me not laugh. Not only
0: that, he talks about a uh, girl and her and her mother, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. a Girl yeah, in the crowd that's... whose mother taught her how to. And I'm gonna. Yeah, let we'll you leave it at that. Take it from. But yeah,
0: yeah. Go check just it. Just like, well, like he includes the kid.
3: Well, wow, that's... She was a grown.
0: No, I woman I know, but mom, just
3: but yeah, saying yeah. A bit much. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cyrus, by the way, is making me laugh throughout this whole thing. Like, listen to his commentary; it's amazing.
0: Real quick, he's supposed to represent the network, right? And they want stuff right. clean, and he's okay with that.
3: Yeah, well, they're not on the network at the time, so he did say he does not approve. (laughs) Oh, well then. Yeah. Well, Bubba eventually starts throwing drinks in people's faces, like legitimately snatching drinks out of their hand and throwing it in their faces and then spitting on people, egging them on, saying to come over and fight him. And the big-ass mullet-having security guard, he is earning his paycheck tonight. So I'll just say that. Atlas Security Man, earning they checks.
0: You always thought you looked like uh Don West from TNA.
3: Uh, on the gas, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But just when you think we're at the the apex, the, the 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 top of the mountain, can't get any worse from here. Joel Gertner <laughs> grabs the mic. And yeah. it seemed to go its usual amount of gross but it still somehow falls short of what Bubba Ray Dudley already said. <sighs> but yeah, this is just something that has to be watched. I'm not going to repeat it. Just go watch it. Just go. Just It's on the network in its entirety. Go watch it. Uh, or before, don't. I mean, yeah, that depends on your level of how, how easily you're triggered. I'll just say that before the match balls, Mahoney comes out and he announces that the match is now a Dayton street fight. Inevitably, meaning that heroin will be involved. And it's false count anywhere. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> Again, wow. I'm sorry. It for is your, it is your state,
0: so you got to pass, yeah. I guess. Uh...
3: Hey, people, I'm not saying that. I mean, yeah, it was a bad joke. But seriously, Dayton is legitimately the heroin capital of the United States. So uh, look so it up. It
0: so it wasn't a joke. But...
3: No, it wasn't really a joke. Uh, if you're in the Dayton we'll street. We'll say bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I was and you and I still joke about this. I was uh waiting for a classmate one day because I was giving him a ride home. I was waiting out on the parking air out on the sidewalk for the guy to come out of the store, and somebody walked up to me in downtown Dayton and said, Yo, what you F with? And I and I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, I'm just waiting for a friend. He's like, No, man, you do pills, smoke weed. I'm like, Oh, drugs. None of it. <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, this match is the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley, with Joel Gertner and Sign Guy Dudley in their corner. They are defending the ECW Tag Team Championships against Little Spike Dudley and Balls Mahoney. Balls. Uh, In a Dayton Street fight where falls count anywhere. This match went for 15 minutes, 41 seconds. I said the commentary during this match is absolutely hilarious. Balls is wearing a Master of Puppets shirt. Just felt the need to point that out. All Men Bleed Like It was like a badass crazy. album. Hell yeah, it was. All Men Bleed Like Crazy. Spike Dudley at one point pulled a new jack, meaning he climbed up onto the balcony and jumped. More of that to come, by the way. Spike and Balls were about to... Gosh, Spike Balls. Ball Spike, I don't know.
0: They spike Balls sounds better, I think, but...
3: Yeah, they were about to get stereo pins on the Dudleys, But Sign Guy and Joel pulled the referee out of the ring, Spike and Balls, and take both men out and eventually get the win with Spike doing a small package and Balls doing a schoolboy. It would have been funnier if it was the other way around. (laughs) But that's the the end of the match. Uncle Dave only gave it one star. I gave it two. This wasn't much of a match. It was just a train wreck with a lot of blood. Let's say you.
0: I got to lean towards Uncle Dave on this one. I think it was about a one star as well.
3: It was garbage, it was pure garbage. I'll say that it was kind of fun. um a cheese grater is used by the way, and blood is licked off of it multiple times, which made me just like just and the fact that and i I'm sorry, but uh didn't Pauls Mahoney die of a heroin overdose? I don't remember how he died, so I'm just i, I know he i know he I, Allegedly. I mean, I'm just saying that because I know he did do heroin. That's a, a fact, but I don't remember how he died. I think it was something related to that. But knowing that now, seeing Bubba Ray Dudley lick his blood off of a cheese grater just made me cringe even more. Like, Bubba, you dodged some bullets, man. I'm telling you. But after the match, the Dudley boys then beat up the new champions. The Dudleys then set up, they set two tables up and they set them on fire. Devon does power bomb Spike through it, and Spike catches on fire. They have to put him out. Uh and Bubba tries to power bomb balls through a power uh through a flaming table, but the spot is botched and he ends up powerbombing Spike or uh excuse me, power bombing Balls Mahoney on his neck. It looked really, really bad. But then, speaking of New Jack, he comes out with a uh cavalcade of, of bull crap. He he's got a shopping cart full of garbage, and he pulls all of it out and smacks the dudleys around with it. That's trash can lids, bed pans, cookie sheets, and a vacuum cleaner, which he takes to Bubba Ray's manly bits.
0: Wow, well, manly bits—that's new one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he did it, so yeah. Uh, I found the most enjoyable way to watch this, by the way, because they dub over Natural Born Killers in in the on the network, obviously. So I found the part where the music starts. I paused it, and on my phone, I played Natural Born Killers and then replayed the segment. So that's the most enjoyable way to watch this.
0: If you're looking for an enjoyable way to watch this crap,
3: yeah. <laughs> by the way, I had to I had to specify when I said Spike pulled a New Jack earlier. I had to specify that he jumped out of the balcony because, no, I did not mean he was snorting coke and then flipped everybody the bird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and telling everybody he hates white people and hopes they die. Yeah. Go
3: watch this Dark Side of the Ring episode. We're not, we're like, making jokes. This is stuff he said he's done and or <laughs> wanted to do. And, no, and the other pulling... It not only back. that,
0: you can could, you could hear him say it. Like he,
3: yes, I, yes. It's <laughs> out of his mouth. The other thing I had to preface it for, he did not pull a new jack by pulling out a knife and stabbing somebody after snorting coke.
0: Good lord, man. And none of this is made up.
3: No. He did a lot of cocaine that he willingly admits to.
0: So, uh,
3: but up next, man, <laughs> I don't know how to transition.
0: Uh, how do you uh, top this? I mean, if the show is over, man. This is, that's
3: it. Yeah, pack it up, go home. We're done.
0: That's the pay-per-view right there. You got your money's worth.
3: Well, we get this up next. Tommy Dreamer comes out in street clothes and he's got Francine with him. I don't remember him being with Francine in ECW, but I, I guess that was a yeah, thing. For
0: quite a while, yeah.
3: I thought he was always just with Beulah. This shows how much ECW I've, I've watched in my life, by the way.
0: Well, uh, shame on you.
3: Uncle Dave, by the way, loved to take a lot of shots at Francine here, saying, you know, it's really sad to see her in this condition because she looks like anorexic skin and bones and blah 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 he did a lot of body shaming in the newsletter all right like sable francine lots of body shaming the iconics yo yeah, oh gosh now it was just on twitter or maybe it was on his his radio show i don't know either way he did it but you know yeah hey,
0: i think i've told you this off air too it's kind of ironic too because he's really well built like yeah i'm serious he's like a jacked at, he, like, he looks like a wrestler like or at least was one
3: maybe that's why <sighs> he feels a body an no no i'm not saying it's an excuse but maybe that's why he feels he can his wife by the way is also very athletic i guess she's a coach of some volleyball team or lacrosse team or something like that at, at, a, at a college so they're a very athletic family them uh the meltzers either way joey styles says that tommy has herniated discs in his back, so he can't wrestle. Tommy says he, he gets on the mic and he says that King of the Ring 1999 sucked, and Bash at the Beach 1999 put him to sleep. You know, gotta bury the gotta bury the competition, man. <laughs> he then puts over, and he's like, uh,
0: about two years away from going to WWE. By the way, so there you go,
3: with a bucket of puke. <laughs> that happened. I don't look it up; just take my word for it. It happened.
0: He also um, drank urinal stuff. So anyways.
3: Yeah. He did a lot of disgusting stuff. He puts over ECW being on TNN and he starts crying before being interrupted by Steve Carino, Rhino, and Jack Victory, who are apparently a trio at this point. Carino says that he knows that Tommy needs back surgery and has to retire. And he puts over how old school wrestling gets him further than Tommy's extreme wrestling. Uh I luckily, can argue that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I... Like, uh, obviously, this was not the end of Tommy's career. Thank goodness he's still wrestling to this day. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, believe that. Right. And Steve Carino is not. So uh, Carino then tells Tommy to just lay down and take a pin from him. But Tommy tells him to shove it up his ass. And Carino beats him up before Tommy fights back, eventually dropping him. And then Francine nails a Bronco Buster on him. And Tommy punches Carino. Francine nails a Tornado DDT and pins Carino for a three count for whatever that's worth. It wasn't an actual match, but and then we get Tajiri running in and he takes out Dreamer and Francine. He kicks Francine in the back of the leg to drop her, but then he locks in the tarantula on Tommy to, to hurt his back more. But then Taz's music hits and he comes out for his match. Tajiri tries breaking the tarantula and running, but Tommy holds on to him so he can't move. And Taz just assaults everyone, and they bail from the ring. But this is the next-to-main event match, man. It was, And I could see after a while why it wasn't the main event. Taz defends the ECW World Heavyweight Championship against Yoshihiro Tajiri, with Steve Carino, Jack Victory, and Rhino, I guess, in his corner. They stood on the ramp the whole time. Uh, this match went for 10 minutes, 6 seconds. During the course of the match, Taz takes out everyone in Tajiri's corner. In one way, shape, or form. The match ends with when uh, Taz wraps. I couldn't see because the camera was so zoomed out. Did he take a cable and wrap it around his neck?
0: I think it was, yeah.
3: Okay. He wraps a cable around Tajiri's neck. He locks in the Taz mission with the cable. And we don't see the tap out. Again, because the camera is pulled way back. But Joey Styles did let us know. He did tap out. We didn't see it. Because, like, security and referees and everything rush in to break it up and to get the cable off of his neck. So that's the end of the match, man. Uncle Dave gave it two and one-fourth star. I gave it two and a half stars just for entertainment purposes. What say you?
0: Solid two. It I, was uh, fine. I liked Taz at this time, too. So, like, I was heavily oh, rooting yeah. for him. But I really thought Tijuri was going to win because if you go back and watch all the build-up to it, it looked like it. Right.
3: Yeah, they were building and, up the jury really good.
0: Yeah. And it would have been kind of cool looking back at it now, but in the moment, I would have been pissed, probably. Uh, oh, yeah. And it would have uh, made sense yeah.
3: because he's got the crew behind him, and they were kind of building him up as an assassin. So I thought it would have been cool.
0: Yeah, like I said, when I'm watching this, I really thought Tijiri had it. And mm. I thought it would have been cool, at least for a minute, because you know, Taz probably would have got it right back.
3: I think Taz, didn't Taz just end up losing it to um, uh, Mike Awesome after this?
0: Yeah, because he's on his way to WWE. Right. And then he's like, he's like, in a triple or a, a three way dance, but like he is the first one out, which is shocking. Yeah. It was like, Oh my God, Taz has gone. New world champion for sure. And we all knew he was leaving. Like, it was public knowledge. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't shocking that he lost. But.
3: Yeah. But, but yeah, to go out first as a champ, ECW actually did that a few times. Cause they had Shane Douglas do that when he was a champion in a few, uh, three way dances. This match was fine. I, I do have to ask, because I brought up the ramp, what's your opinion on the ramp all the way to the ring? Uh,
0: the kid in me likes it, because that's how it was in the old WCW quite a few times. Yeah. I don't hate it. I'll say that.
3: I don't remember WWF ever doing that. Ever, in its entirety.
0: Not to my knowledge, off the top of my head.
3: They, always, they either had stairs, a ramp, or just a flat floor.
0: I'm pretty yeah. sure it's an NWA staple, or at least a WCW staple.
3: Yeah, NWA did it a lot. WCW did it a lot. And um ECW did it quite a bit too, which is uh what didn't was it Bam Bam that put um uh uh Taz through the ring?
0: They went through the ring, yeah. I think yeah. him and Spike where they was Taz too. Someone went through the the ramp.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I knew, also I knew on the ramp by the way the ramp
0: a w has been doing it too lately
3: yeah they've yeah they've done that a few times i i kind of like it because like i said you don't see it anymore now that e- you yeah, w- no, i love w- the throwback so. uh jim Cornette said the only thing he hated about it was it it took up more space and when he did his spot like you know where he's being chased around the ring by a by a baby face he couldn't because of the ramp
0: because he had to run upstairs oh god i hope he's okay
3: well, no, there was like the ramp in in the way so he couldn't do that running around the, the ring. He was like, yeah, well, I mean, I just assume we run up the
0: stairs, cross over the ramp, go down the other stairs and run again, but
3: maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He's he said it was a lot. I mean, and I get it, especially when you're in full sprint, it's 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 harder, so you kind of have to work around
1: that. But
3: Either way, man, we're finally on the main event. It's the impact players of Justin Credible and Lance Storm. They have Don Marie in their corner versus Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn with Bill Alfonso in their corner. This match went for 21 minutes and 7 seconds, plenty of time. RVD is apparently seeking revenge against Justin Credible, who apparently caned him in the eye, injuring him previously. Alfonso helps lay Credible over a table outside of the ring. But before Van Dam can jump onto Credible, Sabu rushes out there and hits a triple jump splash to the outside on top of Justin himself. So RVD gets kind of pissed off that he took his thunder. In the end, uh, RVD goes to hit a five-star frog splash on Lance Storm, who is pinning Jerry Lynn at the time. Lance moves, and RVD lands on Lynn, but Lynn kicks out of a pin attempt. RVD hits the Van Daminator on Storm. And Lynn is up, hits a cradle pile driver on him and gets the win. Uncle Dave gave this three and three, four stars. I gave it an even three. What say you?
0: I was torn between three and four. So
3: about three I, I and a half. I thought maybe
0: about three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I, it was, it was, it was really good. But the whole him and Jerry Lynn, maybe we're going to fight. Maybe we're going to team. like played out a lot. Right.
3: So yeah.
2: took away
0: from it for me.
3: Yeah, the the whole thing building up to this was really uh, the tension RVD because apparently Sabu was pissed off that RVD was teaming with Jerry Lynn and not him because they were friends and stablemates, whatever. So that caused tension, which kind of blew up after the match because Sabu tells RVD off and then he shoves RVD into the back of Jerry Lynn. Lynn thinks that RVD just hit him, you know, the old wrestling trope and they just get into this big three-way brawl where all three of them are beating the crap out of each other to close the show.
0: Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278.
1: Griffith Energy Services
3: final ratings 411 mania gave it uh 6.5 out of 10 internet movie database gave it 7.9 out of 10 i gave it an even seven what say you
0: i thought as a whole was not that great but watchable enough to where i give it like a solid c minus so maybe a seven
3: yeah i think seven is 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 a good number for this it's it's it, like you said it's a watchable pay-per-view it was enough good stuff on it to you know i i enjoyed it and i don't enjoy a lot of ecw stuff but i enjoyed enough of it where i thought wow this didn't suck
0: i gave extra bonus attention. points i gave extra bonus points for having intergenerate match that was like really good
3: oh yeah um, yeah for sure yeah, and this, um, and and after we've been watching so much WWF and classic NWA and stuff like that, this is like so different from all of that. So I don't know. I, I will say this is a very raunchy, like just kind of R-rated show. So if you're looking for something you can watch with the family, this is not it. Uh, no,
0: come that- on, you want to show your kids that Bubba Ray promo?
3: Oh man, yeah. Hey, kids, go save this at school. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, But yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was Heat Wave 99, man. We'll definitely dive into more ECW stuff in the future. I've got it on the schedule uh, throughout the year. But next week, we're going back to the trilogy, man. It is uh, Clash of the Champions 6, the Raging Cajun. That is where uh, Ric Flair took on. Ricky Steamboat for Ricky's newly won uh NWA World Heavyweight Title. That is match number dose of the trilogy. Uh, that's it's going to be fun to kind of travel back ten years in the past from this show to see the NWA.
0: uh, uh you know, and- Also worth pointing out in that we, depending on how we do this, but we might have a an incomplete review because I don't think the entire event is on the network. If I remember correctly, for some reason there's stuff edited out. Huh?
3: Unless it's it's been
0: added, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's uh. Like I'm almost certain the junkyard dog match is missing. So wonder why. That's weird. Well, in looking it up, by the way, there's no like gratuity or anything; it's just a match. I just
3: hmm. Well, I'll have to uh, I'll have to see what I can find on on uh, the internet. But, uh, yeah, we will review that next week. The week after that, it is back to the WWF in the year 1997, one of my favorite years in all of wrestling. Uh, It is In Your House Canadian Stampede, one of the most talked about In Your House events ever. Uh, From what you said, it wasn't all that, like, amazing, but, you know, that should kind of tell you all the stuff you need to know about In Your House shows.
0: The main event's damn good. Yeah, we title match is pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, there's but the the way people talk about that, like it's like the greatest pay-per-view ever. I'm like, no. Yeah. But it's got one of the better in your house matches of all time. I'll say that. So,
3: yeah. So that'll be fun to go back and watch. So back to the uh, I guess we can consider that the attitude era or at least right on the verge of it. And then uh, we're closing out the month with the trilogy, man. We're closing out the trilogy with uh, Russell War, nineteen eighty-nine. It is the flare, the Steamboat Flare affair, part trace, and it is where Flare is thrust into his next opponent, his next program after wrapping it up with the Dragon. Good stuff. To- throughout the month of J- uh, July, man, and uh, good stuff, pal. And again, follow us on social media, everybody. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at main event underscore marks. Search for us on uh, YouTube. And please send us a five-star review on your uh, whatever podcast listening platform that you happen to be listening to us on. We're available pretty much everywhere at this point. So, uh, yeah, and tell your friends and family about uh, this great show. We're reviewing maybe you Retro
0: worldwide.
3: Good lord. But we will see you next week for NWA Clash of the Champion 6, The Raging Cajun. Later on!
1: The been thinking about McDonald's all day, can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's
2: deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Enjoy. Thanks. E order
1: breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal.
2: Thank you.